Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Oh, I'm sitting here watching the sunset uh, in Maryland. I can't see the sun anymore. It's kind of red behind the trees across the street. Uh, my dog's with his electronic collar out in the front yard. Birds are flying by. It's muggy. Still kind of hot here at sunset. Uh, partially cloudy. What I want to talk about is stories from a long time ago. What do I mean a long time ago? Well, I, I'm an old dude. And my brother and I grew up together. Every blue moon, like every 20 years or something, we see each other. And we tell stories about the way our life used to be. What's amazing is I don't recognize most of the stories. No, I don't mean I have a different story. I mean, he tells a story that I'm part of that I have no memory of. And sometimes he tells stories that I do remember, but my story is completely different than his. So these are, you know, 50-year-old stories. But somehow, you know, my brother and I are united by the stories we remember, the stories of our youth together, the stories of our family and our parents. Even though those stories are pretty much different, and I could kind of go into some of them, my brother has his recollection that I was a lot tougher than I remember being. You know, I do remember some of the incidents where I put a, you know, a guy that was messing with him in a, uh, a big cardboard box in the middle of summer and sat on the top of it. But my recollection of that guy was, you know, he was a lot bigger than me, but he wasn't a tough guy. He was just a big guy. But to my brother, he was a big, tough guy. You know, the toughest guy in the neighborhood. Well, he was a big guy and he was a bully, but he wouldn't buy so tough. And, you know, the way we both remember, his, ex, his name was Billy Dotson. Um, it's quite a bit different. I remember after Billy Dotson came back from the Marines, um... Then he was a big, tough guy, and I go, wow, this is a different guy than I remember. Oh, he has stories about our dogs and about my dad and about my mom. and um, You know, I, it, it, it's hard for me to believe that his story is so much different than mine. But it's been a long time, and stories don't stay the same in our head. I think we remember, after a while, a story of the story, a story of the story of the story of the story.
and every time we recall it and save it it's kind of like that Xerox machine it gets a little more blurred except unlike the Xerox machine it doesn't get unre unreadable it's still readable you can still see it but it's only loosely connected I believe to the original story we retell the story through our current view of ourselves, through our current story so if, if that's true um, what does it say about all these people that uh, get convicted of something they did 10 years ago 30 years ago Okay, let's just hold that thought. Uh, my daughter has a story of how she was raised, and she remembers I was never home. I was always gone somewhere. Well, I think the mathematics of it, I could go and say I was home, you know, 70, 80% of the time. But what sticks in her head is that 20% of the time I was gone. And maybe the 80% of the time I was there, maybe a lot of that time I wasn't giving her the kind of attention uh, she needed. So from her point of view, I was always gone and she didn't have anybody. And she remembers her mom as being mean to her and not loving her. Um, and some of the stories, you know, without getting into specifics there... Um, I don't remember, I and mean, it's not my perception of uh, my late wife. But they're pretty real to to my daughter. Now, I don't know how you ever go back and sort out, you know, what are the facts, what are the realities, and I'm not sure it matters. Uh, the actual physical facts are not even real important while you're living your story because uh, you're not taking all the happenings around you and developing a well-balanced story. The very first time you remember something, the very first time you look at something, you pick which facts support your point of view. Um, and you weave that into your story. You leave out those that don't. Um, maybe you color some of the facts and change them a little bit. And do you do it deliber deliberately? Sometimes. A lot of times I'm not even sure you know you're doing it. So, is there any way to go back there? And does it matter? I, I think what matters is this idea that we hold, that we remember stuff and we know what happened, not only 30 years ago, but we know what happened yesterday. What we know um, to be true is mostly um, only part of the truth, and it's part of the truth that we choose to weave into our story. New message is received from Bloomin' Flowers. So, um, I can even do some with my son. Um, 
He thinks I didn't do enough uh, with him when I was young. I didn't protect him enough from his mother, who was obsessive, compulsive. Uh, my story is that I did tried pretty hard as a single dad, you know, having him in the summers, um, traveling, you know, from Louisiana to Georgia to pick him up every month. Uh, I always did the traveling, not his mom. Um, I tried to spend a lot, and I spent more hours with him to the detriment of my two daughters um, because I always thought they're always around and he's just here for the summer. So I would spend more time with him than them, and I'm that's my story. Um, and that kind of ties into my youngest daughter's story that I didn't spend enough time with her. My oldest daughter, interestingly, uh, we haven't had this story discussion. Uh, she was perhaps a little closer to her mom than uh, the younger daughter, and my and my wife did spend more time with her. I mean, for the first five years of her life, she spent a lot of time with her. Um, so much so that I think my wife and I drifted apart during that time period. I mean, it's a common story that happens to couples. And that's my story. So I don't you know. No. And my, my son also has a, you know, the story that I don't express my love to him enough and I'm not interested in him enough. Oh. Or I haven't been over the years. I'm trying to rectify that. There's some truth to that. You know, I got my story about why that happened. I think I've spent a lot of my life struggling against um, the religion that I was brought under and the self-righteousness um, that that left in me and and how it made me made me I don't know if made is the right word how I ended, how I ended up seeing women and objectifying them and uh, and being overly interested in sex instead of relationships and caring and loving um, you know I've got a whole story on that which I can tell sometime but it's not the point of today's uh, examination so you know my son has his view of me and I have a view of me and uh, I've I think there's, you know, I'm able to see now there was quite a bit of truth in his story. Um, I have a lot of information that he doesn't have, and that would be the same way, you know, with my younger daughter. Well, I have more information from my point of view. They have more information from their point of view, more hours spent um, with me not there that they were thinking about while I was thinking about something else and being somewhere else. So, I wonder, you know, when I, I look at my own life and the stories that my children has, my brother has, uh, how much different those stories are than my stories. Um, and I look at, you know, 
jury trials on TV now, like say Crosby or Kavanaugh. Um, although that wasn't a trial, that was you know, and they're all kind of you know guilty till proven innocent. Or you know, once a woman comes out and says something, um, and I think the women are you know, for the most part, probably saying what they remember and their story. Um, but it really bothers me that they're telling their stories 20, 30, 40 years after they happen. Oh, I just can't imagine how those stories are balanced or real. Um, not that something didn't happen. I don't, you know, I don't doubt for a minute that you know, something probably happened that shouldn't have happened. Uh, and I expect the guy tells the story in a way that uh, benefits him, and the woman tells it in a way that benefits her and does her point of view. But I have so little doubt about our ability to tell balanced, accurate stories. They're incomplete and inaccurate all the time. Um... And that's the stories that we tell today about today and about yesterday. Um, The story that one side of the couple tells and the other side of the couple tells. They're just not uh, aligned with facts. Uh, We have emotional reaction uh, to things and that kind of cements that in our head that that's what happened and the next time that happens it gets amplified and that part of our brain just you know red lines um, something else that happened doesn't you know, trigger an emotional response and it gets forgotten so we eventually get these things that trigger us and redline our emotions and cement those thoughts in our head now those thoughts and those feelings based on some something action we saw but that's a f- filtered response based on what we're choosing to see our our emotional state is choosing to see see our state of mind so i am really 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 skeptical on this certainty that you know we have about our past and our story and even the story of you know you can take it on a bigger scale like the story of the United States how do we see that we see that from a white male perspective how do you see uh, how do I see the you know Texas revolution being a Texan I see these you know brave guys in the Alamo um, stood off 5,000 Mexicans and then you know later uh, they captured the leader of the army and, you know, got him to sign over the state, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we bought you know, New Mexico and California. Uh, was it like the Mexicans were loving to sell it to us? No, I, I expect that whole story told from, you know, the historian in Mexico sounds a hell of a lot different. And I like this guy, you know, we talk about Mexicans invading El Paso. Give me a break. There were 70% Mexicans when I grew up, and there's 80% now. 
who's invading? It's the white guys invading um, Texas. You know, if you just have a little historical perspective. But look at the stories we're telling and our, you know, fearless leader about who's invading Texas. Crap. You know, if you have any historical perspective, I think the facts would say white man is invading Texas. So, you know, and obviously the other side has a different story. But the, the fact that we hold on to these things as being true, and then we decide the other side are idiots because they hold on to a different story, oh, I think the truth uh, is not on either one of our sides. I think the truth is that um, we're not very accurate. We're not very good at telling stories. We only tell stories that support us. Um, And then those stories we call the facts. And we do that, and even if you have a fact in your story, there are many facts that you do not have in your story. And that makes your story at least incomplete. And makes it unbalanced and many times makes it inaccurate at least by omission if nothing else so I want you to think about stories from a long time ago that you believe about yourself about our country about your party about your race about your life about our country, about the world and recognize that your stories are constructed in your mind and that what you actually know is really pretty small and from a very narrow point of view. What does that matter? It matters that, you know, if you go into a discussion believing that your story is lacking, um, that it needs help, maybe you'll look across the table and say, maybe this person has a piece of the story that I need. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan talking to you about stories from long ago. I hope you have a great evening. There's a glorious sunset here. Uh, Namaste.